This show contains four-letter words and adult situations. But what did you expect? It's called Now That I'm Older. In the time that we've known each other, let's be honest, dude, I've been a much better dancer than you <laughs> in all sorts of ways. <laughs> Only when you're wearing tights. <laughs> when have I ever been wearing See? tights? See? He claimed to be a serious dancer, and he's <laughs> never even wore tights. Shane is that guy who would knock your sandcastle over, ladies and gentlemen. If you live in his neighborhood and you built a snowman and it's knocked over, you should probably talk to Shane. So are you sure you don't like people sucking your feet? Suck my foot, see what happens. <laughs> First off, you Take keep... the microphone with you so they can hear what happens. First off, you keep your goddamn foot away from my mouth, okay? Sorry about my shit intro. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Now That I'm Older with Shane Smith and Ken Baldwin. A.K.A. KB Paperstacks, A.K.A. Baldwin Escobar, A.K.A. Danger Zone, A.K.A. Vanilla Thriller, and A.K.A. MC Killer B. No one calls you any of that. So we have this dog. Her name is Penny, and she may be the sweetest animal I've ever met in my entire life. She's a one and a half year old Aussie blue healer mix, and I didn't want her. In fact, the day my wife got Penny, Nikki and I ended up in a huge fight about her and how we're not ready for another puppy. And I gave all the best reasons like we already have two dogs or we already spend a shitload of money on dog food. How are we going to feed these things? And then a month after I didn't want Penny and made it very clear that I didn't, we were getting a fourth dog. But I digress. As soon as I got home that day that Nikki had gotten Penny, I was hooked. I tried to storm past her, fold my arms, go downstairs, throw on some Netflix, and just stew and be mad. And as I walked by, Nikki and Christopher are playing with the new puppy, and I'm storming down the steps. But Nikki is hot on my heels, and she's got Penny in her arms. She's got different ideas. She's not going to let me stew and be mad about the fact that we got in this huge fight and just basically try to reject this new puppy. She comes downstairs, sits next to me on the couch, and puts the puppy in my lap. Now, I'm still trying to fold my arms. I'm still trying to not look at this dog. I'm still trying to not participate. But Penny looks at me, up at me with these eight-week-old blue eyes, licks me on the face, and then goes to sleep in my lap. And it was over. From that moment forward, I loved Penny. The main thing about her is how sweet this dog is. I mean, if you step on Penny because she jumps in your way as you're walking down the hall, you don't get mad at her. You stop and try to ask her if she's okay. You try to make sure that you didn't hurt her. Now, for any non-dog owners who have no idea what I'm talking about, thinking I'm walking down the hallway kicking dogs all day, that's not what it's like. Dogs want your attention all the fucking time, and if they have to jump in your way to get it, they will. If I have to stop and yell at her or because one of the other dogs is doing something crazy, Penny will actually get upset to a point where she hates yelling. She'll come lay at your feet and be like, is everything okay? Is there anything I can do to make it better? And you're always trying to console her, typically because her sister's doing something crazy. But Penny is just so sweet, you always want to make sure that she's okay. If you're not feeling well, Penny will run up, put her head in your lap, lay next to you on the couch, or lay in the bed with you, and just stare at me with his blue eyes saying, you know what? No matter what's wrong, you can always pay pet me and feel better. Penny is just the best. So recently I had this dream. Now in the dream, I'm running from some sort of monster. It's like a demon or a troll or an orc or something huge. I never got a great look at it, but it was greenish black and it was just pissed off like angry as hell, snarling and reaching for me and growling at me. 
And in the dream, I'm running like there's free ice cream and I got to beat the fat kids there. And this thing is chasing after me and I'm hauling ass. It feels like one of those scary movie hallways where there's, I'm running, I'm like, nothing's happening. I'm not getting anywhere. But finally in my head, I, I reach the end of the hallway or a tunnel or some enclosed place. I'm not quite sure. It never was clear in the dream, but I get to the end of this hallway and there was a door or a gate that closed right behind me. And I'm screaming at this monster, leave me alone, get the fuck out of here. And I'm panicking and I can feel my heart racing. It was definitely a gate because the monster is way too monstrous and bulky to get his big scary ass through, but his hand reaches under and this long muscular hand is pawing at me, reaching for my ankles, grabbing at me. And just then in the dream, I realized that my youngest puppies, Penny and Piper, are with me at my feet. I'm panicking. Now I've got to do anything I can to protect the puppies, and i got to protect myself. i got to do something. So I back up a couple, of feet, a couple of feet, and in the dream, I actually pull out my cell phone and use my flashlight on my cell phone to find something on the ground. i got to find something in this hallway to defend us with, and I find a pair of scissors. Like those black-handled metal ones your mom always had that seemed like they could cut sheet metal just as easily as they cut construction paper. And I reach down to start stabbing at this monster's hand that's reaching for me. This vile fucking orc troll monster that's coming for me. And I'm stabbing down with everything I've got to try and kill this thing, to try and destroy this thing. I've got to stop it from attacking me and the puppies. And I stab again at it. And this time, I hear the tiniest little yelp. You know, in my dream, my heart is still racing, but I immediately stop and drop to one knee. It's Penny. The sweetest little puppy in the world is gone, and I did it. And I start thinking, in my dream, is there any way to bring her back? Is there anything I can do? But in my dream, I remember telling myself, this is the real world. There's nothing you can do. I felt ashamed. How could I face my wife? How could I face Christopher? This is the sweetest puppy in all of the world, and because of this monster, I've done something horrible. I remember being so sad and ashamed that I couldn't handle it. I just sat there feeling this terrible despair. And then I just woke up. I felt this true despair in my dream. And as soon as I woke up, I still felt it. But suddenly I felt exhilaration like Scrooge on Christmas morning. Like maybe there was something I could do. I went to jump out of my bed to go try and find Penny to go make sure that she was okay to make sure nothing had happened to her in the middle of the night. But as soon as I go to get up, that little white head with blue eyes pops up and looks at me like, hey, what's wrong? Or why the hell are you looking at me like that? And why are you up so early? Penny was okay. She was in my bed. It was all just a dream. I was so shook by this shit that I woke up and called my wife immediately at like 630 in the morning, halfway on her way to work. And she's comforting me and telling me it's just a fucking dream and everything's going to be fine. But for a little bit of that morning, I kept that feeling and I kept that true despair that I had done something terrible and I felt like I had to fight that monster and it just wouldn't let go. Now, of course, there was never any monster, but maybe monsters are real in their own sort of way for all of us. But remember when you're fighting these monsters in your life to watch out for the dog. Hey guys, welcome back to another week of Now That I'm Older, a show about how getting older sucks but can be awesome at the exact same time. You can find us online at nowthatimolder.com. We're also on Facebook as well as Google Play, Stitcher, and iTunes. Please rate, review, and subscribe to the show anywhere you find us online because that helps us out a lot. And if you'd like to support the show, you can always go to patreon.com slash nowthatimolder. And if you give to us like our badass Patreons, we're going to give right back to you. Remember, we've got exclusive content over on Patreon. we got some new stuff getting ready to drop very soon. So go over, get your donations in so you can make sure to check that out. 
You can also find us on Twitter, Gmail, and Instagram, but it's at NTIOPod. And you can also find us on Twitter with the hashtag Potter and Family. Potter and Family is a family of podcasters that came together to cross-promote each other, spread the word about badass and independent podcasts, and basically create a family out of absolute thin air. If you go to Twitter and check out the hashtag Potter and Family, you're going to find our show as well as the Unbecoming of Age podcast, the Crime 709 podcast, and the Pod Damn Sports podcast. And this week on episode 154, we're going to talk about some of the weird things that Kenny thinks in his spare time. We're also going to talk about my extensive dancing career, and then we're going to close the show out with a guy that we're calling the Level 20 Beach Bum. So check it out. We'll be right back. Someone who'll listen to your boring stories. I mean, didn't you, didn't you notice on the plane when you started talking, eventually I started reading a vomit bag? Didn't that give you some sort of clue, like, hey, maybe this guy's not enjoying it? You know, everything is not an anecdote. You have to discriminate. Kill him. I'm losing my mojo. All right, dude, get your mojo going. The recording's going. All right, so what if couples who have abortions have to face their fetus when they get to heaven? It's all up there, all, all salty as a motherfucker. I mean, it already looks salty because it's all shriveled up. But it's all like, oh, you guys finally got here. Because I presume a fetus would be the ultimate innocent soul, so they would have to be in heaven. And if you get managed you have to go to heaven, you know, because you're not Catholic, because we think abortion's a deal breaker for Catholics. <laughs> I think so too. <laughs> I think that's I, like, I think that's so, like, uh, yeah, you're, you're definitely going to hell for that. Do you think it's like Festivus or something like that when you get up there? I think like, it's more like if you have to deal with an angry Gilbert Godfrey. What I'm saying is like, is it ah! Because of- <laughs> the guy can have that weird little salty voice because they're a fetus. But my thought is like, so! is, it, is it like, is there like three months of airing of grievances from the fetus to you? About yeah, hey, I've been how this time or, work in heaven. It might be infinite. Maybe you just have to deal with that as part of your penance to get to heaven. Or at the same time, that baby went directly to heaven. Okay, like immediately. So everything was dope. They That's never had true. to have sh- That's strife true. You didn't or have bullshit. To watch a Georgia sports team lose a fucking game. They had a huge lead in exactly it, twice in the same goddamn year. It kind of felt like you know the Super Bowl, national championship, Super Bowls. Yeah, it's a, it's fun being an Atlanta sports fan. Um, so close. Yeah, we were so close. But you know, hey, life moves on. So people in Oregon can't pump their own gas. <laughs> How are fetuses involved in that? <laughs> there are no fetuses involved in the story, Kenny. Yeah, so see, that's what that's what I did to the people in Oregon for aborting me. Talk to the big man. He made them when they had to pump their own gas. That's Charlie the fetus. <laughs> I'm not talking about fetuses anymore. Okay? Ah, you're not going to talk about me. I'm, you just want to sweep me under the rug, huh? I didn't have an abortion. I didn't pay ah. for any. I didn't do anything along those lines. Ah. That's, that's Did what... you enjoy a nice long life down there? <laughs> Wonder what steak tastes like, you son of a bitch. But at the same time. Well, what's cake taste like? Huh? How's that? Been in heaven the whole time. That brings up that whole thought process of if the fetus is the ultimate innocent soul and it goes to heaven immediately, does it really have a grievance whatsoever? So Shane's actually advocating sending fetuses to heaven. I'm not advocating so, sending so anyone that, to heaven. Because that's a better life than life. I'm just saying. Clearly, that's why God decided to come here in the first place. Hold on. Yeah. If the ultimate goal. You know better than God, <laughs> clearly. So, If the tell. ultimate goal is to get to heaven and you can skip go and go directly to heaven and collect your $200. But they can never dance. <laughs> how do you know there's not dancing right now in heaven? You there's have no, no idea. There's no dancing. 
There might be some swaying. <laughs> you think it's just like a, a big footloose community out there where nobody's <laughs> dancing? It's just like constant preaching. No, no hip movement there, kids. Like Elvis is in hell. They're having a great time and shit, swaying their hips, dancing, <laughs> doing doing that. What was that called? The lombata? Not the lombata. I'm so white, I can't really do anything with my hips anyway. They're not really made for me. <laughs> you do a lot of waddling at this point, though, compared as far as the dancing goes. I would say between the two of us, I'm probably the much better dancer. <laughs> <laughs> um, your, your head's top heavy. You fall over and you try to dance fancy. In the time that we've known each other, let's be honest, dude, I've been a much better dancer than you <laughs> in all sorts of ways. Only when you're wearing tights. <laughs> when have I ever been wearing See? tights? See, he claimed to be a serious dancer and he's <laughs> never even wore tights. You don't know. Lying to the audience again. Inauthentic. That's what they say about you. Shane, the show's great. Love Kenny. Shane can be more authentic. Nobody says that. Nobody ever that's, says. That's what all the reviews I've been getting <laughs> Where are you getting these reviews? What side are they on? Can I go to it right now and read some of them? It's on the dark web. You can't <laughs> it's the dark web's feelings about now that I'm older. They know a lot about that's, this show. That's, you know how the serious internet works. So you think that I'm inauthentic. You, well, I mean... You lie to the audience about I don't that. lie to the audience. I'm just saying you between the two of us. Yourself between the, the two of us, I'm willing to bet I'm a way better dancer than you. I don't think so. I'm willing to do a dance off right now if you want. <laughs> no, there's no dance off. I'm not dancing with you. So <laughs> I didn't say dance, dance with me. Well, who the hell else am I gonna dance with? The cat? I mean If you're such a good dancer, dance with the what chair. What kind of dancing are you gonna do? Because I, I know how to ballroom dance. Um I got moves and stuff. I know how to make girls twist around and do the dips and the twirls. Most, most of my dancing comes from like the Eastern. Across sh- your hands and then pull that does the fancy swirl. You don't know nothing about my dancing. Well, honestly, most of my dancing is from like. I was a like, theater fool. It, <laughs> it's from a small German town. You wouldn't recommend. Most of your dancing ain't from nothing. Most of your dancing comes from watching like Ric Flair after he won his victories in an NCAA match. <laughs> you strut around the ring. That's the closest thing to dancing you know. Woo, woo! I bet you were playing on going woo while dancing, weren't you? Say, I might have been. Say you are going to drop a woo. I dare you, you liar! I might have dropped like a like a, a shout, like something, some sort of an exclamation of joy. I can't say for sure. See, it would have been a woo. He's holding back, holding back the truth from the audience. <laughs> That's why you don't connect with them on the same level as I do. I can be honest and say I might have strutted a little bit, though, if we would have done the dance-off. Which, if we would have done the dance-off, even if I just stuck to strutting, I would still be a better dancer than you. Pop and lock on your ass. I don't think you will. I think, honestly, like the the dancing that I know is from this uh, small East German town. And (laughs) there's only like... There's, well, there's only like four people who know how to dance the way I do. So you wouldn't recognize the moves. (laughs) Yeah, it's a technical dance. It's not a technical dance. It's just very soulful. I've been known to river dance. You have been known. With my upper body perfectly locked and posed. (laughs) Weren't you drunk one time river dancing somewhere we were out? No, we weren't out. Jamie drew me to uh, drink, uh, was it, 25 shots of Jaeger in a row. It was one of the big bottles. We poured it out and he dared me to drink it all. And I did. Oh, God. Just the thought of it made my stomach turn. Then I went river dancing through the garage. (laughs) This was over at at Ray's house, right? Perfect upper pose, never moved my upper body. Legs just going like a Charlie Brown cartoon. (laughs) This was over at Ray's house, though, when you guys used to hang out. Yeah. 
when you guys would hang out in the fucking garage yes, and shit. The, the, and there were shifts of people. I remember, like, I'd be dancing and talking shit, mostly talking shit. And I'd look <laughs> and up. You'd black and be, out and somebody else would show yeah, up. So it'd be a different group of people I'd be talking shit to. There's a time in your life when you're in your 20s, at least for me and Kenny, there definitely was. And I can speak for him and speak for myself and say there's a time in our 20s where we were able to get shit fucking face drunk and get up the next day and operate like everything was fucking normal. Like, I can't tell you how many times we would get, like, smashed on a Friday. There'd be a concert on a Saturday. We'd wake up at about noon, go eat as much Waffle House as we could stomach. And by the time the show came around that night, we would do it all over again. Just the fucking thought of doing that now just makes my stomach turn so hard. I'm like... There's no way I'm getting smashed. And it wasn't just like drinking beer or some shit like that. We would go and drink like Jaeger and fucking vodka and just pile that shit on top of each other. I don't ever want to have to stuff Kenny in the back of my pickup truck again (laughs) and drive his ass around because he's puking over the side. leave me in the parking lot while he's hanging out, checking out things that are going around on downtown. Well, I mean, I was in a band at the time. I needed to be seen. I need to be seen. I need to be out in the scene. I need to be a part of the scene. And Kenny was Left so... Left me in the back of a truck in the rain. It wasn't rainy. It was just really cold. It was misty and raining. You were fine, okay? <laughs> Trust me. I know more about the weather than you did that night. <laughs> Dude, you're the one who passed right the fuck out, okay? At this point, it, Kenny got so blackout drunk on this night, he was wandering into the kitchen. <laughs> I didn't kitchen. even drink so much as I... As, no, that's a different night. You had me in my car that night. They didn't have a in ki- the kitchen? They you didn't were- have a kitchen at Masquerade, fool. I remember. Back of the truck was Masquerade. Oh, I thought that was not live. Or uh, uh, no, that was my birthday. I was supposed to be drunk that night. But wasn't there one time when you we went to a concert at Masquerade and you got so smashed, like you sat, you camped yeah, out by the, the bar. It was the time that Shane Kelly brought his video games to the to the rock show, and, and you got so smashed. And I got- hadn't drank in forever, and I had like four Long Islands, and that four Long Islands in my prime was nothing. Oh, no, but when you hit about 30, <laughs> so 32. When you had drank in a couple of years and you have four, yeah, that's what happened. And then you guys put me in the back of your truck and you would see them went to another show. <laughs> that's what it was. We went from Masquerade over to fucking um, Dark Side. Correct. And left you out in the parking lot. And people were going out and visiting with Kenny while he was in the parking lot. And Kenny's like half drunk, well, like having goddamn, flashes. Using me as a goddamn sideshow for his fucking band. Hey, man, we were trying to do anything we could to get ourselves over, to be in a niche, to do anything we could. I remember one time coming home from, um, I went out for a St. Patrick's Day one night. We It was a concert, I think, uh, Subject to Change played and shit like that. And we're all hanging out, and it's for St. Patrick's Day, so we're pounding green <laughs> beer, okay? This is good. <laughs> pounding green beer. And, like, the, it's just regular-ass fucking watered down beer from the taps at this, uh, this bar that we're at. And the next morning I wake up and you know, one, once again, like 28 years old, still rare to go dude. wake up, get ready to go to work go to my corporate job, wake up at eight o'clock that morning. I don't feel so good. <laughs> this green beer is not sitting as well as I want it to. And you could not call into work the day after a day like St. Patty's. Nope. <laughs> Especially when everybody knew I was in a fucking band. Everybody knew that I was going to be out. Cause trust I was, me, everybody knew cause he never shot a fuck up about it. Dude. Ever. Don't be upset that your life was so empty. Kind of like all y'all people know about the podcast. (laughs) Don't be upset that your life is so empty that you didn't have anything to brag about. It's fun fact. I bet that all of you know he lives in East Cobb, too. (laughs) Look. Shane's a share. (laughs) 
So getting back to my story. <laughs> so we got to play a drinking game at home. Whenever Shane says he lives in the East Cobb, you should take a shot. I'm not going to say it, it, it at all anymore. I'm okay? not going to be responsible for the alcohol poisoning. You just created the game. You obviously are fucking responsible for it. That's fine. The guy who made the game for eating the Tide Pods isn't responsible either. That's just idiots. Dude. If I tell you to go suck my foot and you actually try to do it, I'm going to get you in the goddamn face. If somebody tells you to eat a Tide Pod, they're trying to kick you in the fucking face. Wait a minute. So are you sure you don't like people sucking your feet? Suck my foot, see what happens. <laughs> first off, you take keep... the microphone with you so they can hear what happens. First off, you keep your goddamn foot away from my mouth, okay? First off, I think we're both okay with that. <laughs> I think that's feet, a are, feet are pretty fucking gross when it comes over. Like, dude feet, nasty. I got nothing to do with a dude's foot. I don't whatsoever. want nothing to do with nobody. Really. I'm not. I, well, here's... I'll play along if, if I have to with exactly. a woman's foot. But I don't like it. <laughs> I'm not down. I'm, I'm not a foot guy. Get your foot out of my face. <laughs> you just keep your feet over there. Yeah, I all, mean, but it's here's. I got the outer crustiness to it. <laughs> You have like dual skin. There's the outer crocodile like skin. There's so much beautiful about a woman, but a foot is not something that I, let's put it this way. I've never looked at a woman and been like, you know, but she has ugly feet. Her her ankles have to look nice though. What? I I can't do the, the, the trunkles. The trunkles? You mean cankles? (laughs) The cankles are not as bad as trunkles. Trunkles are worse. What are trunkles? trunkles this, I feel are like, like you created a new species. <laughs> They're like cheat trunks. They have literally no definition. It's just straight, straight thick grossness. <laughs> have you ever had a... Um, I, I have very defined calves, so I'm kind of picky about that. <laughs> okay, I don't want to talk about your defined calves. My calves are amazing. Well, you're also carrying around like bigger guys like, like you and Samson. I. <laughs> bigger guys like you and I carry around like a lot up top. So our legs are doing a lot of work at all times. Like so squats all day. Yeah, exactly. So every time you can go to get off the toilet, it's like, okay, we got to get all this off the toilet. Let's move these legs. <laughs> um, have you ever had a situation where you were drunk? No, and I don't drink. I'm a monk. You don't drink. You're a monk. Literally moments ago, we talked about how you were fucking hammered out of your ass. And we took you to that a show. Be- and that was you- before my rebirth, fool. Your rebirth. What rebirth have you gone through? When I became a monk. Kenny, you have never in your life been a monk. I'm a monk. Never at one time have you been a monk. (laughs) I'm a monk right now. How are you a monk right now? Right now, it looks like you're a dude without a shirt on podcasting with me. Exactly. Monks don't wear shirts. Yeah, they do. They wear robes and shit. I took my robe off. It's in there. The cat's been sleeping on it. It's all furry. (laughs) (laughs) Your monk robe is furry right now. Well, yeah, my cat immediately. It's a new thing. He's got to sleep on it. What's the stupidest shit you ever did when you were drunk? Drunk, no, let's go back to when you did the <laughs> Tai Chi. Let's have you ever have you ever taken somebody home that you shouldn't have? We've already drunk? told all my drunk stories. No, we have not. There's one we haven't told, and I've got one very similar where you ended up in the car accident coming home. I think you were hammered, and somebody else was driving you home. But you were like, "Let's go ahead and drive anyway." No, I designated driver. He wasn't drunk. I thought he was drunk as fuck, and you guys no, ran into somebody. No, he had a pothole and hit two. Two cars. Oh, I thought he was drunk too. No, he was sober. Oh, well, never mind. My story's different. I don't (laughs) want to tell him then. (laughs) See, audience, I told you he holds back stuff from y'all. 
no, dude, I was fucking coming home and I did not, I was not drunk. I had fucking like two beers at this, at this bar and I come home and I'm fucking with my radio and I take a wrong turn. <laughs> I remember this day. <laughs> I called your brother out of concern. He proceeded to tell everybody at the club, <laughs> my dumbass brother. So again, not drunk, like wasn't stumbling he out, like trying to get drunk. my, I wasn't drunk at all. We were always telling him not to be driving. Well, after one the night stuff. I threatened to call Nikki and tell on him. He got so mad. <laughs> I tried to take his keys at the McDonald's. <laughs> he started yelling and hollering. <laughs> made a scene, so I gave him back. <laughs> Why you gonna put my business down the street like that? Dude? It was the McDonald's on Windy Hill Road. <laughs> I was good and mad too. I was like, I'm calling Nikki, and you're like, Don't you dare call Nikki. I can't believe you're gonna snitch on me like a bitch, dude. Like, oh, dude, I felt like you were putting my life in danger. I was mad at you. <laughs> this nigga thought we were driving. Look, if I wanted to drive while drinking, you just need to ride with me and be a good friend. No, I'm not ride or die <laughs> for anybody. I think ride or die is stupid. I think it's stupid too. <laughs> well, this night, <laughs> I had three P- uh, two PBRs, three PBRs somewhere in there. And I take a right turn on a road that is not a road I could take a right turn <laughs> on. It was a one-way See? road. He turned on a one-way road. So it's fucking with my radio. I take a right turn on this road. And I'm going a down. Square. I'm like, it was at the Marriott Square. Y'all could look it up on Google Maps. <laughs> so cars are coming towards me. And I'm like, wow. This and really that's weird. a horrible place to have a wreck after you've been drinking even a little bit. Because yeah. the police station's right on. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, it's not even county police. It's the city police. I don't know if I want to tell this story. <laughs> oh, you were just started. <laughs> well, come on. We were, you're, you're saying you're all back. Well, I, I can't tell the story. I have people that work with this. And I, I can't. This is why the audience likes Kenny better. It's not what the audience. Okay. Well, the long and short of it was, yes, I had had drinks. I came home and this was when I was still in the band and all that shit. And I was fucking around with all that. And um, were you okay to drive? Most likely. Did you want to involve law enforcement? Probably not. <laughs> so as I'm going down my one-way road, a guy hits me. And reality, I hit him <laughs> because I was going the wrong way down a one-way road. He's so coming towards me. How did me. you convince this guy not to call the cops? I tell him I am fully insured. I promise you that your car will be paid for. He was like, you just came from a club, didn't you? And I was like, no. <laughs> he goes, yeah, you did. I said, look, dude. Just don't call the cops. I'm insured. We'll cover it. He was like, all right. It was a black dude, wasn't it? What? <laughs> you're, so lucky. you're so lucky you hit a black person. I had a situation a few years before that where I hit somebody. I'd fallen asleep um, like in traffic. I'd fucking, uh, what was it? No, I didn't fall asleep. That wasn't what it was. I fucking, uh, my foot slipped off the brake when I was at a, no, dude, I was seriously sitting in the intersection. There was a dog and I swear. (laughs) That reminds me of my brother's first wreck when he was a teenager. He comes home and my mom is so gullible when it comes to my brother because he's like the golden child. He's the typical younger child of the scenario (laughs) who does no wrong. Right. So he comes home and the police are with him. (laughs) Because <laughs> he wrecked his car in a tree. And uh, they were like, yeah, he said he missed a dog. <laughs> we're, 
We're always hearing about this dog. <laughs> and then my mom's telling me a story. And she's making it sound like there's really this phantom dog that Cobb County's got their eyes out for. And my dad's like, are you fucking serious over there? He was drunk. <laughs> there's no dog. He was drag racing somebody or something. Lost control of his vehicle. The cops were being facetious. My mom bought it. <laughs> there was like the, was like this is Sleepy Hollow. It was the headless dog of the, I fucking, of the bog. I Why don't we have a bog around here? The fuck is a bog? I don't want one to be near me though. There's all sorts of weird, scary shit that comes out. I don't of even know what a bog is. It's like a swamp, but it's like more smoky. I think. <laughs> I don't know. A good technical, I guess. Technical explanation. Let's go down to the bog for the holler. <laughs> what the hell is a holler? What the hell is a holler, dude? What's the hollow? <laughs> I feel like we're bad Southerners because we don't know what bogs or hollers. I don't know what none of that shit is. I don't. I know what dinner is. I know, I mean, what, I know supper what valley is. is. They taught that in geography. <laughs> they didn't teach us nothing about hollers <laughs> or pikes. Uh, some place was something pike the other day. I was like, oh, a pike. I thought it was a sword on a stick. I didn't think it was a place. I there's plenty of times I hear shit like that that I have no idea what's going on. I feel like we're getting into geography talk though. I don't know where we're going <laughs> with the conversation. Like our new side podcast, <laughs> geography talk with Shane and Kenny. Hey, everybody, back. today we're going to talk about forges. Uh, today we're going to talk about plateaus. <laughs> <laughs> it's the <Jord. laughs> It's a delta, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> the Nile Delta. So definitely be sure to check out Geography Talk coming to your favorite podcatcher sometime very soon. Or probably not. i got to be honest. I wouldn't even listen to that show. Up next, we're going to run to a quick promo break. But when we get back, we're going to talk about a guy who may have figured out the key to happiness. And he's technically homeless. So check it out. We'll be right back. After these messages, we'll be right back. It's 7.38. Shut up, everyone. Shut up. Woo! This is Leo. This is Kitty. This is Fez. This is Jackie. This is Cobra. What's up? And Midgey. We are Afterburn 739 Podcast coming to you from Squish Bar. Tune in every week and hear us talk about anything and everything. We are not politically correct. We are certainly not well informed. Sometimes we will make shit up. But we will make you laugh. You can find us on iTunes, Stitcher, or Afterburn739.com. And Twitter and Afterburn739. What's Stitcher? Hello, Kitty. Welcome to the party. My jingle. <laughs> and you never know who might turn up in Squish Bar in the Turkey Bucket Gallery. <laughs> I quit. Come on, big man. It's all about the money, boys! All right, Kenny. This week we're going to do a brand new commercial for Patreon. You've already been told What's what pa- you've already been told what Patreon is. Uh, I knew you, ass- you were going to ask you me. Assume that I listen. Don't fucking ask me what Patreon is. Patreon is the place. Patreon.com/slash now let them older. Where if they go there, give us money, donate oh. to the podcast every month. Yeah, give me some money. It's for now that I'm older. It's not for Kenny. There is no place to donate to Kenny. Don't try to donate directly to Kenny. Patreon.com, if you go there, we're going to give you things like stickers, T-shirts, uh, unreleased content. We're also going to have Kenny do a shout-out where he talks about you directly, and he's going to do his best to make it as nice as possible. No, I'm not. 
think your manager would appreciate it. I appreciate your ruse, ma'am. I beg your pardon? Your ruse, your cunning attempt to trick me. I was only pointing out that you weren't paying any attention to what I was saying. Uh, I hope it feels good. You hope what feels good? I hope it feels so good to be right. There's nothing more exhilarating than pointing out the shortcomings of others, is there? Your guide to cinema etiquette for the Countdown Movie and TV Reviews podcast. Question 17. When choosing a seat at a largely empty movie cinema, do you... A. Sit directly in front of another person. B. Sit right alongside a couple clearly enamored with one another. Or C. Take a seat away from other patrons that afford you a good you. If you answered A or B, fuck you! For more useful cinema etiquette, join Paul and Wayne on the Countdown Movie and TV Reviews podcast at Podomatic on iTunes or your favorite podcast app. You guys give up or you're thirsty for more? Let's talk about that. I just turned the recording on. Let's hold on. Me and Kenny are sitting here just talking about, like, I just said, hey, I'm looking at something from the mirror. It's three degrees right now. And for personal reasons, I'm right there with people about fighting change. And I hate the idea of having to start using, like, metric. <laughs> but why don't we use the metric the system? The metric makes so much more sense. I mean, well, if, if a hundred is an boiling. An inch is based off somebody's toe. <laughs> I mean, when you do a foot, people literally use their foot. Knowing it's probably, I mean, for people who wear a 12 in shoes, then yes, your foot is probably around <laughs> a foot. But if you've got an eight or a five that you're wearing for your shoe, it's not. that's not a foot, okay? It's not the correct way. Stop. Okay, America, stop being so fucking obstinate. Okay, just catch up to the world. The metric system is just, it's decimals. That's all it is. And then you add the word standard to the way we treat our, I'm sorry, this is just something I was talking to Kenny about. I was like, let's get this on recording because I feel like we have to say this. For a long time, because I do hate change, I fought the whole metric thing. I was like, no, we got inches is how it is. I was born with inches. I'm going to die with inches. I don't want to hear about how many centimeters it is. How many inches is it, boy? Kilometers. I'm all wearing a white suit with a white sun hat. Boy, don't be telling me about no metric system. <laughs> you get the long goatee and long beard. Goatee <laughs> with a bolo instead of a tie. You know. Smoking a cigar. Colonel Baldwin, y'all. Colonel Baldwin. We ain't standing for no metric talk, boy. Some of our student athletes. Um, <laughs> I'm a booster, you see. <laughs> so, have you ever um, had to deal with like really high rent before? We talked earlier about uh, when you had your own apartment. You well, finally yeah, got I to had, that status symbol of the really nice having, apartment. I went from having a roommate in that apartment to not having a roommate that paid rent. So, that was pretty high rent. But for people out there who don't know, we have this uh, apartment complex management company called Post here in Georgia. And for the longest time when you were a, like a teenager and in your 20s getting a post apartment was like a status symbol. That meant like you had arrived. They have flowers and shit. In there. Hell yeah, like you would drive through and it'd be like it's all roses and daisies when you go through here and there's birds and butterflies and shit. Gardens and waterfalls and swimming pools. Dude, and when you went like everybody was beautiful when you were like signing up for the lease and shit and you got there and realized that it has a nicer pool but it's just an apartment. It's like still, still just the walls. It's just a fucking apartment. Um, well, there's a dude in Rio de Janeiro, okay, who decided that instead of paying high rent, he was just going to live on a beach in a sandcastle. This sounds like a 60s song. I'm totally <laughs> wrong. 
Um, I think that was a metaphor, sir. Get out of that piece, that pile of sand. <laughs> You're being crazy. Um, people in Rio de Janeiro around this beach. Is there a picture of it? Um, yeah, there's a picture does of it. Does it look like a castle? It or looks it like look- a fucking in-depth castle. Finish. So it looks like a cat. It doesn't look like a a, a home from Star Wars <laughs> on Tantooine where it's like a no, like practical. It, it doesn't look like something that you could actually live in if there was a, <laughs> if there was like a, any sort of weather. It looks like if there was a really big wave, it would just all wash away. Like so it's, it's not. It's, it's totally decorative. It's a sand castle. Okay, oh, it's a God. sand castle. Go ahead. To so go ahead the, explain, explain this for twenty two years. Beach. This is what it actually says. Beach monarch. Marcio Mizeo Matolius has avoided <laughs> high rents in an upscale district of Rio de Janeiro. First off, he's in the upscale, like, Eagleton version of Rio de Janeiro. Like, he's in he's the like, good part. He's like a, a fixture. People in this area refer to him as the king. People are just fine <laughs> with this homeless dude living on the this beach. This dude did it right. You can't talk shit about this dude. That's oh, like, I'm not talking shit. This dude, this hell, dude did homeless I'll, in style. I'll hail the king. Dude, there's a picture of him sitting... Legit on a throne on the beach. Tell me more about how this nigga put on castle. I want to go back, dude. How does he function? Does he have a bed there? Does he have a kitchen? So, or does he just have a hot plate and like a microwave? King uh, Marcio, as he's referred to, is personally responsible for conducting repairs to the palace, whether it's in the dungeons or at the door. This said dungeons. It just said dungeons. Okay. Um, he also constantly has to water his home to keep it from collapsing. So he has to keep the sand wet and stuff. <laughs> um, <laughs> I'm reading this story and I'm going, this dude has lived on the beach as a homeless dude for 22 years. How's he keep it wet when he's homeless? He ain't got a water bill. <laughs> well, he's on the beach. He's going to just go get the water right there. <laughs> you know how you sleep when you're shoveling water from when you're little. And why in my head do I have the little Fisher, Fisher's Price bucket? <laughs> the little rubber. <laughs> the red bucket with the, the white plastic handle. strap for a handle that would cut your hand if you got too much stuff in it. <laughs> trying to put and a crab dig in your it, hand and shit. And it doesn't hold very high above it. So you put some wild animal in there like a crab, and it's gonna get you. <laughs> Jumps out of the thing. <laughs> you get a real bucket, but don't get a metal one. You get an electric eel or something. So he says, I grew I grew up in the Bay of Guanabara. I always lived on the beach. People pay exorbitant rents to live in the front of the sea. I do not have bills, and here I have a good life. No, you're a bum, Jules. <laughs> you Hold eat on, what I, I throw wanna, away. I still want to know how he's got this water system worked <laughs> Okay. Where's your sleep? There's pictures of him. Like, the outside walls of this thing are legit, like, sandcastle walls. Like, somebody went in and, like, took an ice, like, a, a popsicle stick and were, like, yeah, forming you. the walls yeah, and, shit, like, and shit. Like, exactly. Like, like, like Taj Mahal kind of shit. Yeah, yeah. So, now, I'm looking at pictures of him inside... He is inside the sandcastle, and there is, like, supports, like, wooden supports and shit with, like, tarps thrown over it. Apparently, there's sand on top of the tarps or something (laughs) inside of this thing. But he is reading a book inside of his sandcastle on the beach. So my thought is, I'm a tourist. I go to Rio de Janeiro. (laughs) I go to the beach. I see this huge, elaborate sandcastle sitting there. Okay, let's say I'm not a 40-year-old man who's got sense. Let's say I'm a 12-year-old boy who has no sense whatsoever. We're 12-year-old boys now. Where are we going with the story? We're at the beach. Our parents have decided to come together and take us to Rio de Janeiro. We see a sandcastle. Immediately, we decide we probably should kick it over. 
I don't think that was that big. I mean, what kind of kid were you? I'd be all like, oh, look at that nice sandcastle. Somebody spent so much. Why are you kicking it, Shane? What's wrong with you? Your parents don't, don't like li- you. Don't fucking lie to me, dude. No, dude, that's the guy mean. who was. You're the guy who constantly talks about how much of a, a fucking maverick and rebel you were dude, as a kid. Being a maverick and a rebel has nothing to do with running up and destroying somebody's hard work. Yeah, juvenile delinquent you? What's wrong with you? I fight for the people. So this guy has the flag of Brazil. Shane is that guy who would knock your sandcastle over, ladies and gentlemen. If you live in his neighborhood and you built a snowman and it's knocked over, you should probably talk to Shane. As I said, this is not Did you knock over any snowman this year? No, I didn't knock any snowman over. Uh, I'm not a monster. <laughs> Just sandcastles. <laughs> what I'm saying is if... We were together, hanging out, and we were No, bored. we would not. You'd be like, let's go knock out a sandcastle, and we'd be having this argument right now. Why are you an asshole, Shay? Well, let's be honest. If we were having this argument, it would have been you who wanted to knock over the sandcastle. Only if it was somebody we knew who was rotten, like when we threw like fruit at people. So if it was Bo's sandcastle. Bo's sandcastle, yeah. With Bo, I'd knock it over. Okay, so let's let's take it away so you stop trying to blame me for you being mean. The, you know how the head, sh- not the head shrinkers, the uh, bushwhackers? Had that tag team move yeah. where they would use one guy's head to headbutt other people. Right. That's what I would do a boat with Sandcastle. So he'd see it coming the whole time. <laughs> just run his legs like a bulldog move. Well, my thought is, is the king. But the that's m- not just some kid's Sandcastle. I wouldn't do that to a random kid. You have to have malice and reason for me to like, you know, fuck your world. <laughs> so his Sandcastle holds heat so much. Sometimes he can't even sleep in it at night. That's how impractical it is to sleep in a fucking sandcastle on the beach. <laughs> What's the point of having a house I can't sleep in? I'll spend the night at a friend's house, but I prefer it here even if I have to just lie outside by the sea. Okay, so you're a bum, Jules. <laughs> <laughs> no way around this. This dude is a bum. This guy sits on the beach. He's literally a beach bum. He's a beach bum who sits on the beach with no shirt on. He's, in this picture, he's like a me, le- he's a level fifty beach bum. <laughs> it's like when if you're like if you're a knight, that's when you become master paladin. This guy is that level, like the white wizard beach bum. This is master beach bum. This is the Yoda of beach bum. This is right MBB here. right here. So in this picture, this is not a joke. I'm not making this up. Okay. There's a guy, Metolius, is sitting in front of his house. This is like when the game master tells you you can't play that character anymore. <laughs> in the group. You have to make a new character because your character's too high of a level. You're like, aww. Your character's weird, I'm going to fuck with the group now. <laughs> your character's too high level and too... Like, this guy would be a weird character, okay? Because right now, there's a picture of him sitting in front of this elaborate sandcastle with sandbags all around the side of it to hold his walls together. In front of the sandcastle with a crown on his head, no shirt on, and there's a bunch of little boys surrounding him in this picture, staring at his sandcastle, and they're all very interested in it. Little boys, huh? That's what it says on the picture. Is all the little boys are really interested in it. And the crown, let me be honest with you, the crown is not like some flimsy-ass shit. This isn't a Burger King crown he's got on. I know these jewels that are in this crown are all fake and shit, but like... He's got, like, world title-level jewels in this fucking crown. <laughs> Don't let Xbox be uh, Dude, seriously, this this is one of the most ridiculous stories I've ever read. This guy is a bum you, who lives on the street. Master-level bum. And people are just allowing it. So my thought, let's With go back to... beach specialty. So he's a specialist bum. <laughs> let's, go back to, bum. let's go back to kicking over the sandcastle. It's like castle. when you go from being a warrior to a blade master. 
he's he's no longer just a bum. He's officially a beach bum. Um. So this guy, if you are down there in Rio, Rio de Janeiro and you don't know there's a guy living in there and you go down as a small child and you're one of those children who would kick over a sandcastle. And you, you probably do. get raped by Padre, the homeless a beach bum. He has beach bum powers. He has, he has pedo track at level 20. I mean. <laughs> you know what my mind first thought of was the scene from Always Sunny in Philadelphia <laughs> where they get the bums banging each other under the boardwalk. <laughs> Shay, that's gross. And that's where we're going to end the segment. <laughs> uh, homeless sex. <laughs> Thank you. Woo! That is why I won't do two shows a night anymore, babe. I won't. I won't do. That's it for Now That I'm Older this week, guys. Thank you so much for checking out the show. You can find us online, nowthatimolder.com, Facebook, Google Play, Stitcher, and iTunes. You can also find us on Twitter and Gmail, but it's at NTIOPod. Check back next Thursday for a brand new episode. And as always, getting older sucks, but can be awesome at the same time. Have a great week. I'm sorry. I'm, I've worked by a lot of hours for the week. Basically, I union membership. I tell you, fuck yourself. Kenny, we still have more to record. You nope. can't just stop the show like this. You should have been more efficient with your recording choices, sir. You seek a great fortune. You three who are nigh in change, you will find a fortune. Though it would not be the fortune you seek. But first, first you must travel a long and difficult road. A road fraught with peril. Mm-hmm. You shall see things wonderful to tell. You shall see a a cow on the roof of a cotton house. <laughs> and oh, so many starlings. I cannot tell you how long this road shall be, but fear not the obstacles in your path. For fate has vouchsafed your reward. Do the road may wind, yea, your hearts grow weary. Still shall ye follow the way, even unto your salvation.